Are you a retail or institutional investor interested in Bitcoin mining companies? The Miner Mag brings you free data and analysis from all major NASDAQ-listed Bitcoin mining operations to know who stands out. Check out visualized metrics and data-dependent stories at theminermag.com. You know, when the energy price doubles next May, when the halving happens, and it will double overnight because you have, you know, the same amount of energy trying to find half the amount of Bitcoin. You know, if you're paying an average of, say, 11, 12,000 now, that's going to be 24,000. If Bitcoin's not over 24,000, you don't mind. You can't mind. Yeah. I don't care if it's like, this is only the energy cost. If you, if you, um, you know, if, if Bitcoin would need to be significantly higher. Than twenty four thousand next year for most of the miners because they're operating about twelve. Terrell can mine at six thousand six thousand two hundred. So if it doubles for them, that's twelve thousand four hundred. They're still making probably at twenty four thousand twenty five thousand bitcoin. They're still making a fifty percent margin. Yeah. And Cipher are in the same boat as Terrell and Riot if they maintain their credits and only um, uh, get energy when it's at a, at a reasonable price by curtailing long periods of time when it's high, they'll also manage. But some of the other ones, I mean, Hut 8 will just have to just switch off. You know, they've yeah. got an, an ageing fleet and um, um, whatever whatever the new company, you know, you know, it might be in a better position, but the, the, the 2.5, 2.6 that they, they've got is just not bringing in very much margin at all. And they've got to pay wages, professional fees, all these costs. I mean, they're they're working at a, a massive negative at the moment. But as long as the energy price is lower than the Bitcoin price, you're still viable to mine because you are making a contract. If you don't mine, you still have to pay the wages. So if you mine and say, for instance, energy cost is twenty four thousand, the Bitcoin price is twenty six thousand, you make two thousand mark. You have two thousand going towards your. Mm-hmm costs whereas if you didn't do anything you still have to pay those other costs and you have no revenue do you, do you get that definitely what's so that that's like that's like um you know con- you know you're, you're you're aiming to provide a contribution to other costs than your energy costs yeah it's marginal costing you know if you, if you can't if you can't meet the energy costs you switch off the machines that's an absolute given because you don't know what's going to happen the bitcoin pro- you know it's like saying yeah i'm mine I'll keep mining at maximum output because I know the Bitcoin price sometime in the future is going to go up and I'll benefit then. Well, we saw in 2022, that didn't happen. And yeah. you know, this in June last year was the first month we saw the miners sell absolutely everything. You know, yeah. the likes of Bitfarms and Argo were selling not just one or two Bitcoin a month, they were selling thousands a month just to sort of stay afloat. Um, and we're seeing this month, you know, every, every miner selling Bitcoin. Nobody's managing to sort of like, you know, like they huddled like they did before. Yeah. Because they now realize the strategy sort of changed. You can't maintain that, that, that huddle because you have to pay for things. You have to, you know, you have to pay for energy. You have to pay for stuff. You have to pay for, you know, professional fees, legal fees, pay for travel and subsistence. All these miners go to all these conferences all around the world. They have, they have to pay for They have to pay for it. It doesn't matter if they're going on a, Private jet like cause sign, uh, cause sign or they're going, you know, economy class. I don't think anybody's going economy class. They'll be going, like, you know, business class, I would imagine, to all these locations. But it adds, it adds up. You know, yeah. if you send a team down to Miami or send a team to London or send a team to Dubai for the conferences, 
you're going to spend you're going to spend money. And if you look at some of these companies, what they spend on travel and subsistence for these type of events, it's 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 tens to hundreds of thousands a year. So you have to have, have money. You have to have sufficient margin to pay for all these costs. Yeah, and so, on top of that, some of these things like the energy contracts are actually locked in stone, right? Like you have to. Well, make they're, they're, not, they're not. They're not locked in stone. Well, this is this is what I thought. You know, when, when you when you say, um, I, if you say to when you interview um, um, Jason again, they've got a fixed they've got a fixed PPA, right? It's not fixed PPA. It's not a fixed contract price because they they still have to curtail. You know, prices are fluctuating. Yeah, and they have to curtail. They have to sort of like it, they, it, it's like margin calls on the, on the, on the energy prices. You know, they have to sort of really manage it on a sort of like you know literally a minute by minute basis as to whether it's it's actually profitable to do. Um, and if they get some benefits, if they if they curtail, they get some, you know they they get either they can either get money for selling energy back to the grid or they get money for curtailing and not utilizing energy. So there's two types of money they can receive. But if you say to Jason, have you got a fixed contract at four cents a kilowatt hour for the next 10 years? He will say, absolutely not. Definitely. But they do have to make a purchase of energy at some point in, in many cases, depending yeah. on the model. Like yeah. They're in a better position than other miners in Texas yeah. because they have got a PPA and they've had to use a lot of capital to get that PPA. Yeah. And we, you know, we're hearing now Galaxy did the same at uh, Helios. They've got a PPA in place already there. And Argo have got to something like a five to five and a half cent all in price for their hosting and electric cost, but which actually is a couple of cents cheaper than Marapay. So I, you know, I was sort of half expecting Argo to get, you know, taken to the clean, you know, they're in a, they're in a no sort of, uh, they're in no position to determine what, what happens, but, but it looks like they've got a reasonably good rate. And on, on their earnings call, it's sort of like it came out at five to five and a half cents. So that to me sounded quite quite good, a quite good rate. Yeah. Yes, they haven't got the production yet to sort of really make a, a dent into the um the interest payments that they have to make each month. And they're still having to find, you know, probably a million pound in interest a million dollars in interest each month just to cover their interest payments with Galaxy. So that's going to be interesting. Come the end of this year, when they've got no no runway left to, to sort of like manage, they've got some cash, but it, I think it was like twelve months from January this year. So, yeah, let's dive into some of these more specific miners. So I'll pull up the chart. These are our self mining updates for May. Anthony, thank you again for joining us today. We're going to go through the May monthly updates from a few different public miners that have made their information available. If you're a public miner who listens to this show and you want to have your information displayed in here, give us an email at media at compassmining.io or give us a DM online and we can talk with you. There's a lot of information here, so we don't always get everybody on the sheet because again, it's a lot of information. But today we'll just go through them. Uh, any place that you particularly want to start, I mean, sort of like the top four or five miners well, was we about start, the same. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, could, we could start with Mar Marathon Digital for you know um, achieving 1,245 Bitcoins. So they breached 2,000 Bitcoin for the first time in their mining history. Um, it, it wasn't the highest amount by a, by a public mine. I mean, Core Scientific actually produced just over 1,300 Bitcoin, but I have included them in my tables as they're still going through the Chapter 11 at the moment, and, and hopefully we'll see some signs of them coming out of that in, in the next month or two. Um, I think September is, 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 a, is a month I've heard that potentially get some more updates of where we are with Core Scientific. So... Hopefully you can write, but they produce a significant amount of Bitcoin. Um, all the miners produced 
um, literally more, more, more Bitcoin in May than they did in April, even though the difficulty increased during the month, um, mainly because of the transaction fees. So, you know, it was a great month for miners. Um, we will see a drop off in June because the uh, amount of rewards and transaction fees that are coming through the Bitcoin mine this month is not is nowhere near what it was in that first sort of nine, 10 days of May. Um, and that itself was was probably about 20% of the of, of, of the of the uh, Bitcoin reward was was down to these um, these transaction fees uh, linked to the to the uh, uh, ordinals, um, which had a really good really good um, you know period in that, in, in that early part of May. Um, other miners that did really well, um, Iris Energy, they they achieved um, their 5.5 exahash in literally 12 weeks from announcing when they were back just under two exahash. So they, they made a great um, stride to get that in the time frame that they stated as well. So they achieved what they said they were doing. They've even gone further than that now, and, and I think they've got an, uh, they're, they're now completing the second facility at Childress, which is another 20 uh, megawatt facility. And once they fill that with miners, that'll get them over sort of like six and a half exahash. So from a mine perspective, Iris Energy sort of jumped at the table and, and, and were, were um, you know, the fourth biggest pro producers in, in, in my tables for the month of May. Um, so they overtook quite a few of the, you know, the, the, the other the other miners who who, who generally been coming up with returns like Bit Farms, like Hive, like Hut. Um, your top three, you know, Marathon were were were, were above and beyond in, in, in my tables, followed by Riot and and Site and <coughs> uh, sorry, Clean Spark had, had another good month as well, um, in, increasing their daily rate by you know twelve twelve percent. If you look at Iris Energy, their daily rate for the month of May increased by 54%. So, you know, um, amazing, amazing jump. Um, and, you know, again, you know, um, did exactly what they said. Um, there's been quite a bit of social media interaction about Iris recently with regards to the current um, position with uh, NIDIG. And um, so, at the moment, the, obviously looking into the two SPVs that Irish used um, to uh, purchase the miners originally, and then literally when they defaulted on the loans um, back at the end of 2022, those miners were handed back to NIDI. And there's been some trying to be some now clarification by the likes of PwC as to what those what was part of the SPV? Was it just the miners or what about the Bitcoin mine during that period? So there's still waiting for some resolution on that issue there because we are looking at, you know, over hundred million pounds of debt um, was collateralized by the miners, which at, at that point in time had a value of about 65 million. And um, so we're still waiting to see the, 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 the final um, piece come out from that there. It could take, it could take a while to come out, but in, in effect, it hasn't really affected the share prices of Iris Energy, so you know maybe um, it's not they're not in as bad a position as, as some people have stated already, um, or whether there's just not enough positive you know enough news out there to make a, a, a formed decision on this. But um, hasn't really affected the, the share price. All the miners have sort of been dropping lately, with the Bitcoin price coming down to sort of twenty six thousand 
um, from its sort of like highs of 31,000 a month ago. So, but yeah, a good, a great month for, for, for miners. I think all the miners actually mined more than they, than, than, than were expected. Um, and, and that's with difficulty going up. So, um, yeah, a, a good month. Um, Terra Wolf, um, again, increasing the hash rates. They, they've managed to in they increase their daily rate by 34%. And they're on track to get to that sort of that magic 5x a hash imminently. Um, uh, and I spoke with the team at Terra Wolf last week and, uh, you know, sort of asked for a sort of time frame. But, you know, we, 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 we maybe by the end of June see that magic 5x a hash figure for them. So it looks like 5x hash is the sort of, it is where most of the miners are trying to get to. Most of these, you know, mid-tier miners are. That's the target, um, and we'll, we've already seen the likes of Bit Farms achieve that. We've seen Iris Energy achieve that. We've seen CleanSpark achieve that this year. Cipher went over five x hash. Now it's you know six x hash. So terrible for probably join that group of miners in the next in the next week or so. And the great thing about Terrawolf is the um, is the cost of cost of energy supporting the Bitcoin mining. I mean, you know. Along with Cypher, those two mine companies um, are achieving 63 and 62% margins for the first quarter of 2023. And if we look at the May update by TerraWolf, their margin in May was actually 77%, which is, which is the sort of margins that were, were, the miners were sort of achieving in 2021 when, when we had the Bitcoin bull run up to sort of 69,000. So if you consider most of the miners are achieving an average of about 45 to 50%, Terrell for achieving 77% um, in May. Um, Iris Energy, they also put their uh, electricity costs in their May update, and they do every month anyway. And they've increased uh, from a 40 9% in Q1 to 55% in May. So again, a good, a good marginal rate. And you want to have a good marginal rate because, you know, we're about 10 or 11 months away now from the next Bitcoin halving. And what that means is overnight, your energy prices to mine a Bitcoin will, will effectively double. Because when the halving occurs, you know, we won't, you know, we won't be mining 6.25 Bitcoin per block every 10 minutes. It'll be down to 3.125 Bitcoin. But the energy to mine that, um, if the global hash rate stays the same level, it will require twice, you know, twice the amount of energy to mine um, that, that Bitcoin. So if you're achieving a margin at the moment of 50%, that means you won't have a margin come the, the next halving. So all these miners are probably striving to get, you know, the best. The best rates at the moment of electricity, be it through nuclear, hydro. We've got miners like Bit Digital just um, starting to look at Iceland and setting up uh, facilities there in Iceland. Um, so, you know, literally going around the world. We've already spoke about Marathon Digital, that their next venture is in, uh, you know, is in Abu Dhabi, where they've managed to secure good rates of uh, energy prices there. And you'll see these miners start looking, you know, internationally now. Um, around the world for that cheapest energy cost because that's the most important thing. You know, yes, staff get paid, you've got salary costs, you've got professional fees, you've got legal fees, but the big cost that all the miners will have to pay is the energy cost. And every halving, that doubles. So, you know, we could be looking at, for an average miner at the moment, it's around about eleven or 12,000 per coin. Next May, 
that will be 22 to 24,000 as an average per coin. And if the Bitcoin prices at the moment is 26,000, that means most of these miners haven't got any additional revenue to really pay all their other costs. And their other costs are quite significant. You know, you want, you know they're going to have to pay all these staff. I mean, right, I've got over 300 staff at Winstone. They're going to have to pay those salaries. There's legal fees, there's travel costs, there's training costs, there's professional fees. There's lots of other costs that they have to pay each every day. And so, you know, it's not just a case of let's just have a great, you know, we need a great margin to pay those costs. Um, but yeah, but May was May was a, a positive month, positive month for all things. Yeah, a few things stuck out to me. One, Marathon Digital. I'd be curious to see their uh, May monthly mining revenues for 2022 versus right now, which as you see in this chart here is about $33 million, almost $34 million for May. It's a quite significant jump for uh, a mining firm, which was not mining Bitcoin in July of 2022 because of a bunch of unforeseen circumstances. So that's one thing that pops out. Two, TerraWolf. Uh, I feel like they've made a big push, uh, especially in social media. They're popping on quite a bit. And uh, I think they're sort of hitting that stride along with their production. So seeing them come up is is awesome. Of course, you've noted like the nuclear power angle, the really great margin. The one thing I'd be curious about, shooting the question back to you, is the cost of debt. They are one of the miners with the highest amounts of debt in the books right now. That was enabled them to like get to the position they're at right now, uh, like many miners did over 21 and 2022. Curious about the interest payments on this debt and how that stacks into their cost of margin for mining Bitcoin. Um, well, yeah, I mean, they, they, they've got a great margin. I mean, they've got a five-year deal with a nuclear facility at two cents a kilowatt hour. Their strand, their, sorry, their, their sort of average cost of energy, so the average cost of energy that they were paying in May was 2.8 cents a kilowatt hour. And, um, you know, you can compare that to other miners who've released their um Month, you know their kilowatt, their price by kilowatt hour. I think Marathon Digital, which includes a, sm a small hosting fee, but theirs is seven to seven and a half cents a kilowatt hour. So, you know that's that's nearly three times cheaper than the Marathon deal, or a third of a third of the price there. Their interest payments um, are quite high, um, and they have to maintain interest payments. They're not required. They don't have to pay the capital amount back straight away. They can pay the capital amount at the end of the loan. So I did speak to Terrell about this because, you know, we've, 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 we've talked about debt in a number of the podcasts and there's been a number of articles written on, on the debt side. And, you know, we know what happened with the likes of, you know, Argo Blockchain um, and Core Scientific and, and Greenwich Mining and Bitfarms to a certain extent as well, who, you know, um, got to a debt position of 160 million and then managed to get that down to less than 20 million within the space of about 10 months. And... You know whether we can see TerraWolf once they get to their five five and a half exahash. There'll be half 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 a exahash of that is host is a is a is a, is a hosting um, element. So they're going to have five exahash of self mining, and um, they're producing, you know, eight point eight million, um, based on just under four exahash at the moment. So you know they could be looking at ten million a month once they get the five exahash in place, uh, with a great margin. So I'm assuming that the interest payment will, will be covered. My concern will be is come the December 2024, when the debt's supposed to be repaid in full, and we're still looking at just over 100, 100 million of debt. So um, it'll be interesting to see um, how, how, they, how they manage that. 
But one thing I will say is, um, you know, the finance director at, at Terrible is, or the chief finance officer is, is, is a highly respected individual in, in, in this community. And, you know, I've spoke to a lot of miners and, you know, they've stipulated, you know, the person they've got in place there now um, is, is, is exceptional. So, you know, I've got faith that he'll, he'll come up with a plan to, to do this. And he's already working on, on a plan of how to get that debt down um, over, over this next sort of 18 months. But from an operational point of view, um, yeah, you know they're, they're doing really well. So you know, we, you know, you, you can only do as good as you are mining at the moment, um, and they're doing that part really well. Um, great margins, so they'll be able to, you know, at least pay the interest and maybe some of the capital each month. We haven't we haven't heard of too much about what happens post five point five x hash. What's the next jump? I mean, you know, we're hearing from you know the likes of CleanSpark every, every week. We seem to be hearing another target they're going to achieve. I mean, they, they bought another twelve and a half thousand S nineteen XP. So, you know, um, their original target of sixteen x hash in twenty twenty three is is now seventeen point seven or seventeen point six x hash as a, as a, as a new target. And that puts them sort of up there with, with Marathon Digital um, as, as two of the top top miners. I mean, Marathon Digital at the moment have got 15.2 exahash with a further nearly 5 exahash plugged in waiting to be switched on. So they've got 20 exahash plugged in, but 4.8 of that is just waiting to be energised. So they'll get to 20 quickly. And, they, you know, they've been saying this target of 23.3 should happen by middle of of 2023 well we're getting close to that middle now i think we've got a couple of weeks left before we hit the middle of 2023 so i'm hoping their next update will shine some light on either achieving that target or or some clear direction as to when that will be achieved um but clean spark um they'll, they're starting to get their del deliveries through now of miners from orders this year so the or big orders in february uh, and then the really big order of the 45,000 s19 xps and then the further order, they'll get stop getting those in by September, and we'll see their hash rate more than double in the space of the next few months. So, um, they're, they're they're doing doing really well to get to that that target, and it looks like they'll exceed what their, their expectation was for twenty twenty three. Definitely. One other thing I wanted to bring up was the ordinal stuff, and then the uh, energy curtailment payments that we're already seeing to trickle in. So. I sort of put these two together, even though they're completely different, obviously, like in terms of the end product, but they do turn into cash on the balance sheet for these miners as extraneous services that miners can provide. So for ordinals, I think the DMG team is probably the lead miner right now out there uh, yeah. in terms of like a self miner. We have a podcast coming out with them uh, or by the time this is out, that podcast will already be out. So if you haven't taken a look at that, do so. DMG team is great. Uh, thank them again for their time. So we'll see like that popping up in the balance sheet a little bit more. Of course, it'll pale in comparison to the energy credits some of these miners are going to get. The one thing of note for me was Riot put in, I believe, something around $2.3 or $2.4 yeah. million dollars worth of energy credits for the month of May. Yeah, I mean, that, 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 it, you know, in terms of you know operational performance for, for May, um, Riot are obviously still curtailing quite a lot the time they're not operating um at their maximum at the moment because they have these two facilities the immersion facilities are still being repaired uh one of them should be imminently coming online the, the, the second facility is going to take two or three months longer but those those two facilities have been out all year so um that that's that's affected them 
considerably. But the but the um, the credits they received, the two point three million credit they received in May, um, I don't include that as part of their um, as part of their mining. But you know, if I was to do that, that that would add an, you know again another significant amount of Bitcoin um, equivalency mined. Um, but I do put it in the comments. I do put it in the, in the article. The fact that they achieved that. Um, but you know, you consider you know Clean Spark with uh, two thirds of the hash rate are getting close to what Riot achieved as a as a, as a whole. So there is some you know, you, you know and I just I, did, I I've got to, I think I've got a chat this week with Jason, so I might you know ask if uh, delve into that a little bit more um, as to you know the impact of the curtailment versus the credits. Um, and you know, just understand that a little bit more as to, you know, uh, is, it, is it a case of return return, return investment? I mean, at the end of the day, if you're switching off power and you're getting paid two point three million, then you could argue there's no margin on that. Um, if you if you equate it to Bitcoin, there's no margin on that Bitcoin. So all the Bitcoin we see on my table there is is all mined at a margin. So you're having to pay electricity to mine that. Whereas, you know, if say Riot Riot's uh, margin is fifty eight percent. So you could effectively say if you can mine, and I don't know what the number is, say another 200 Bitcoin, well, sorry, sorry another 100 Bitcoin for that 2.3 million, um, effectively, would that be 200 Bitcoin because there's no margin attached to it? You know, um, so then it starts putting them into, actually, for, for 10 and a half exahash of operational hash rate, and you're producing sort of, you know, um, eight, 900 Bitcoin, that's, that's, that's quite a good return. Um, so I'll have a delve in with that. With, uh, with it's on my list of things to discuss with Jason this week, and um, I'll, I'll get that put into our next next update as to um, how they go about um, determining um, how, how they can do that. But it, you know, he's he's quite keen to, to to keep that in the updates there, um, and it and it gives you know uh, shareholders and investors um, an understanding of what. You know, there's not just about we've mined, you know, 676 Bitcoin. We also got 2.3 million as a credit as well, which will come off their energy cost. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's a good position to be in. And we know there are other miners now that I've got some PPA agreements in, in Texas. So we might start seeing other miners disclose what they're receiving as well. So interesting times. Yeah, for the riot thing, one last point. They said in their note that they're going to be putting the data for energy credits for every month now going forward if it's over $1 million. So yeah. I think that sort of bleeds into the thesis that we've been talking about a lot of miners have where you're going to have basically a two-part mining model in the future. It's going to be stranded, extremely cheap energy, and then like these power block miners, which is what I kind of call them. So like miners that sit on just grid jurisdictions where oftentimes in the future, they're, they're probably going to be making more from energy credits than necessarily mining Bitcoin uh, if we continue to see hash prices as it is. I want to kind of go over to another topic, which we haven't really, we've talked about it in part, but we kind of danced around the subject. And it's just an idea I've been working on, which is that there's been some of these miners who sort of wait around for the bear market to spring their trap and start growing. I think teams like BitDigital, Cypher Mining, DMG, a few others might fall into that. And then CleanSpark, I think would probably be the most obvious example, maybe Iris Energy now. The difference here between 
there, there is a difference between some of these miners that I just laid out, though, and that would be like the, the capital that they can pull. So you'd put like Clean Spark, Iris Energy, Cypher Mining on one side, right, where they waited for a bear market to start buying assets, or at least that's how the timeline did break out in the end. And now they've really started growing quite aggressively, right? Where Cypher Mining deployed like 5x a hash within a matter of months. Iris Energy deployed 5x a hash within one month. Clean Spark, every day we see a new headline for them buying 10,000, 20,000 XPs. But then you have some of these other miners that also start growing during the bear market, but they're putting on, you know, one X a hash here and there. And that would be sort of like your DMGs or your bit digitals and maybe a few others. I wonder if you had any thoughts on that. Uh, to me, it just seems to be about like awareness of these brands and maybe like the strategy behind these different miners. Like, again, we're not disparaging any strategy here, but I, I am noticing like a difference between some of these bear market miners who are really, you know, diving into the thick of it and, and trying to grow during this bear market. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good point. I mean, you know, you've alluded to the miners that have, have took real advantage of the of the of the low prices in in miners, and you can. I'd I'd add bit farms to that as well. They they've been buying miners uh, cheap since they managed to get the debt down, and and they're raising their end of year target as well. I think closer to seven x a hash. So. They'll be at six quite quickly. They're already putting miners into um, Argentina as we speak. Um, with regards to DMG and the likes of, um, you know, Hive, I'd say in that bracket, um, Bit Digital. Um, I spoke with um, Samir this uh, last week actually and asked him about, you know, the, the growth side. Um, they're, they're acting a little bit, bit more cautiously. So, you know, DMG and Bit Digital, zero debt on the balance sheet. So they don't go out there. I mean, we've seen, you know, we use Argo as an example. Argo went out there and tried to, you know, get their hash rate up significantly, but were paying top dollar to buy the machine. So, you know, when they were buying machines in 2021, at, I think 83 to $84 a terahash, and then you see the likes of CleanSpark, you know, even last month were paying $23 a terahash for S19 XPs. You know that's a significant reduction in price now, and some of these miners were burnt. So you know Argo was burnt in that period. There, Stronghold Mining was burnt, Greenwich was burnt. Um, you know raising debt to buy machines when they're really high price. And I think you know DMG. I spoke to Sheldon. I think they looked at this and thought you know that's not sustainable. You know they've done it as a more managed. They they wait and look for opportunities to grow. DMG have got a target of two x a hash this year. I'm going to say it's probably, you know, maybe unlikely they'll get that to, but they have put a target in in, in place to, to try and double what they had at the end of um, 2021, which was what, which was their target for 2022 was two, uh, one extra hash, and they were they achieved, you know, they got to within about 92% of that target. But even if you look at their hash rate now, it's only the operational hash rate for May. Um, was was down because of because of um, of, of, of um, a couple of issues, but all plugged in. They're about one extra hash at the moment. So, and they're adding about forty five petahash a month when deliveries come through. So you've got about six, maybe seven months of deliveries to come through, and that gets them probably closer to one and a half extra hash if they can maintain that. Um, Hive. Um, you know they've been stuck around this sort of like two and a half, three extra hash now for about eighteen months. Um, you know, they they were sort of all in on the Ethereum mining, and you know, and 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 had you know bought significant amount of GPUs. Um, they're starting to articulate what's happening with the with the GPUs, and 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 going into this probably some of the same ventures that Hot Eight have been 
actively moving into because yes you can use the gpus to mine bitcoin but you just don't get you know any significant hash rate from these thousands and thousands of machines and um, they're not really geared up to you know to do the, the hash rate but you, but you can convert them and you can you can they, they can mine um it's just that you you know you're getting a fraction um but they've, they've articulated that they've they've got some orders coming through and I think their target to achieve within the next 12 months, so it's not the end of 2023, so we're talking mid-middle of 2024. So probably by the time of the halving, they've got a target, I think, about six exahash. So they've been quite cautious. Um, but, yeah, as I say, a bit, bit digital. Samir, um, you know, they, they've got more machines than their operational hash rate suggests that they've got active, an active number of machines of about 12,000, but they've got some like 35,000 machines in total. So, um, but again, they're just waiting for the, you know, the, the right time to, to you know, to, to move those uh, machines and to grow, you know, further hash rate. And I didn't get an indication of what any, of any targets were for the end of the year. Um, but as I say, you know, there's not many mining companies have, have got a balance sheet as strong as Bit Digital. It's a very strong balance sheet, absolutely no debt whatsoever. Um, but at 1.2 exahash and 100, just over 100 Bitcoin every month, and bear in mind, mains a good month, so we might be down to you know 100 Bitcoin, maybe slightly under 100 um, for June, because um, it's only a 30-day month. Um, it's not a great deal of revenue, so you know. Th- some of these miners are going to struggle. DigiHost, I put in that bracket as well. You know, very slowly, slowly um, bringing in orders, and you just wonder what happens come the halving when there's even less Bitcoin to mine. And historically, the Bitcoin price hasn't always increased at the halving. Um, you know, if you look at the price, the price um, by period, it's sometimes taken four or five months before we've seen a sort of a bounce in the Bitcoin price. So it's not like these miners should be thinking May next year we'll have a halving, but the Bitcoin price will will compensate that. It doesn't always compensate. So I'm thinking you've got some miners who are really cautious, and you've got some miners that are taking advantage of the market at the moment and diluting using their um, ATMs. They're at the market offerings. Um, nobody's got nobody seems to be going out there as much in doing a, a, a dilution offering like some of the miners did in 2021. And you know, as soon as you mention dilution to the market, your share price will will reduce by that percentage of dilution overnight. It's straight away the market reacts to that. Um, but with an ATM offering, you don't find out for about five months as to how many shares these companies have been selling. So, you know, uh, you know, I've articulated, you know, Riot, Marathon Digital, Clean Spark, those three miners, you know. Um, diluted significant amounts in 2022-23. You know, we're talking 40, 50, 60% of dilution for those three miners. Um, and yes, their hash rate's grown, um, but the share price didn't really, didn't really, um, you know, didn't really um, take account of all that dilution. So the, it, it proved the ATM was the, was the best method. Um, and, you know, I think more miners... I've seen a lot more miners putting through proposals for their um, AGMs, whereby they're, um, they're looking at the dilution route going in, you know, now for the rest of 2023 and 2024 to give them an opportunity, should mining prices stay the way they are at the moment, to, to buy more miners, up, 
update what they've got and grow hash rate at the same time. Because um, some of these miners will need to replace machines. It's not just about building hash rate. It's about replacing miners that are not as profitable anymore. Um, and, you know, Hut 8 have got an ageing um, an aging um, uh, number of miners in there so that they'll need to, to you know, not only to grow, but to, to update. Um, I think uh, some, I saw an article which listed miner by efficiency, and this is efficiency by, you know, joules uh, per terahash. And, you know, Marathon and CleanSpot, because of the nature of their machines, they've got all brand new S19s, most of which are XPs. They're operating sort of like 24 joules per terahash and 26 joules per terahash, respectively. But then at the other end of the scale, you've got HUT, which are operating at 38 joules per terahash. I think BitFarms is around about that as well. So they're constantly informing us that they're buying miners, not just to grow hash rate, but to replace um, to replace hash rate that's operating at the moment. And so miners will have to start also thinking about that position as well. And I think, you know, the likes of having spoke to Sheldon at DMG, some of these miners are a bit more cautious. They'll do it slowly, slowly. Um, and shareholders can sort of like, you know, jump up and down and say, well, I want them to grow double overnight. Um, you know, it doesn't always work out that way. And um, some of these miners have, have really struggled trying to do that. And so, um, you know, you have to probably, you know, pat some of these miners on the back who took a bit more of a cautious route through, through, through what we're seeing at the moment. But it's always nice to see, a, you know, a, a miner come out with a, with, a, with a strong update saying we've just bought 10,000 new US 19 miners, you know, um, and, and, and like I say, we've articulated the ones that have done that. But I'm also, you know, wanting to make sure that um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, an ability to get a return for, for investment on those as well. It's not just going out to the market and saying, you know, we'll do this because it's not just buying miners. You've got to have the facilities. You've got to have the right energy price. Energy price is key to this. But yeah, it's, it's, a, good, it's a good point. And there is a sort of like, there are two or three different strategies that have been adopted by miners at the moment. Yeah, again, that's disparaging any strategy because there's lots of different strategies. I've, I've heard of people just trip going for XAH goals and then after that, they just want to keep that XAH goal and like upgrade their or their hardware, uh, keep it rolling. Some people just have like an energy goal, just depends on like what your strategy is. But I, I have noticed that there is a big branding issue with mining stocks, particularly where the legacy ones seem to have more liquidity and market cap. And some of the other ones that are coming up, very strong contenders are struggling in terms of price valuation sometimes because they just don't have that public consciousness yet. And I imagine that even some of the smaller guys that maybe not even on NASDAQ, but Canadian exchanges are in even worse position. But let's leave that there. You uh, reminded me of something else that we should talk about, which is the texas summer so you're talking about the happening and how you know the happening is coming up when we should be worried about that well something else is knocking on our door right now and that is texas heat so we have a tweet here from our friend doug lewin who runs uh is the president at stoke energy also has a great podcast and newsletter talking about all things texas energy definitely go take him out on twitter or check out his blog uh, we've had him on the show before back in december and uh, he's sort of just given some market commentary on the energy market in texas uh, we wrote about this two or three weeks ago, a mining memo, our newsletter for this podcast, talking about how in Texas they're expecting the highest uh, generation of energy ever, but also the highest demand ever this summer. And it looks like right about this week, we're expected to have 
uh, a record in terms of demand. And that record is coming a few months earlier than expected, a few weeks, I should say, uh, mid-June, when they're expecting most of the heat to hit in late July to early August. Um, why does this matter for mining? Well, there's about 1.2 plus or minus uh, a gigawatt of demand on the Texas grid from Bitcoin miners. And most of this is enrolled in the ERCOT demand response program. So they are able to turn off. But of course, this becomes a political issue. It becomes a story for Bitcoin miners who are learning how to use demand response systems. And also it becomes a money question, right? Because if you are able to turn off in time, well, you've made a lot of money and it becomes another leg of revenue. So curious if you have any thoughts on this. I, I think most of these miners have a presence in Texas or a lot of them do. And I'd be curious to see if maybe by the end of the summer, we can look at Texas miners and sort of chart out how their stock prices did or how uh, interest in those stock prices did versus the relative, uh, the relative ability to mine well in Texas during a summer. I mean, if they're turned off a lot, I wonder if the mining stock goes down or not, if, if retail buyers, these stocks are like knowledgeable uh, of this energy market. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great point. I mean, you know, when we when we heard the likes of, you know, Riot moving into Windstone and, you know, Argo buying or, or building their, you know, flagship facility at Helios, you know, now owned by Galaxy Digital. Um, there was so much positive news about Bitcoin miners moving into Texas that people weren't really assessing the, these spikes in, in demand. Um, and, you know, people talk about the high demand in the cold weather months, but equally the high demand in the warm weather months. And it's sort of like, it's, it, it, you know, you could argue these miners are curtailing, curtailing energy every month of the year. So it does make you wonder um, whether it was worth some of these miners putting all their eggs in one, one basket. Um, I mean, Riot are building their second site, um, uh, you know, Katana, literally two hour drive away from Winston. Um, and, you know, they're going to have the same, they're going to have the same issues of energy um, at, at the new site than they're having at the moment. So, you know, lots, lots of curtailment, you know, they, they were affected by the cold weather in uh, 2022, which, which, which damaged um, some of their build, their immersion buildings. And, and that's, you know that's taken the best part of six to nine months to rectify. That's a long lot of time for you know two exahash of mining offline for you know for that period of time. It's it's going to be interesting, and we and we probably do something to look at the you know the comparisons of you know Terra Wolf will will articulate you know they're not curtailing at the moment. You know with the power they've got, they're just powering twenty four seven. So. Um, you know they're in a great position, and they sort of like you know we'll look at they look at that sort of like the Texas model, and thinking you know maybe not model for them. And you're also seeing we've also articulated about Marathon Digital looking abroad for for the next ventures. Um, you know, I mean, initially when I thought you know they're going into the Middle East, which is even warmer than Texas. You know, uh, the temperatures there are even are even greater than than Texas are in the summer, um, but when you consider the amount of energy used in the Middle East to um, keep, you know, temperatures cooler and the ability to tap into that energy, there's a, there's a great amount of energy there, especially at night when the energy is, you know, is, is um, you know, utilised about 25% during the day. Um, it looks like a great opportunity for Bitcoin miners to go in there and, and, and get great deals and Marathon have jumped onto that. But I think we'll see this next year or so that, 
minds will start looking at other areas than you know i don't think texas will be the be the be the, be the only you know state that they're, that they're all heading to and it, and they, there was an avalanche of miners going in there and you know i think there was even sort of a at one point it was like they were stopping new miners from from going because it was like they'd already reached a certain level of um, of power, um, and so it was going to have an effect on on the grid itself. So miners are going to have to start thinking about other locations, um, and you know, going to places which are more have a sympathetic view to Bitcoin mining because there's still a lot of places out there that are you know using the um, using the argument that it's it's not good for you know, the economy or, or good for the environment um, and not really understanding that much about Bitcoin mining. It'll be, it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, you know, right, right. Uh, you know, they're, they're all in Texas and, you know, you look at their performance um, for the last 18 months compared to miners who are in other locations. And you can understand then that there's a, there's a, there's a gap in, there's a gap in production. There's a significant gap in production. Yes, they're getting some energy credits and they got 21 million energy credits in, in 2022. So that was a significant amount. That was more in, re in, in potential revenues than some of these other miners earned in a year. So, you know, it, it, it's good. But, you know, I think miners will start looking at other opportunities as well. I think Texas isn't the only place. I mean, you know, you're going to have these weather, you know, weather conditions every year. There's going to be, you know, spikes in cold weather, spikes in hot weather. And you know, demand at those points in times will be high, and miners will have to switch off. And so, you know, if you can get if you can get a business where miners are only literally switched on twelve hours a day, then the UAE model probably is a good model um, because the, you know the, the lack of usage at night. I think uh, Fred articulated in one conference that you know it, it might be using four tera, um, terabytes of it. Um, of energy during the day, but it's only one at night. So it's like literally 25% of the energy is used at night and used in the day. So it gives a great opportunity for people to go in there and use that excess energy and great for Bitcoin mining. So um, I think there have to be you know, more miners looking at those sorts of deals going forward. No, I, I definitely agree with you. I want to close up and think about what the summer could bring and throw out some predictions. I have some for you and, and then I'm going to throw it back to you and get some predictions. Uh, the first prediction I have is that there will be a major brownout or rolling blackout event in Texas and Elizabeth Warren or another politician, probably Elizabeth Warren, will use that as a cry against Bitcoin miners. So I think that will happen by, let's say, the 1st of September because we're two days away from the start of uh, summer here in the Northern Hemisphere. So I I'm, I'm making predictions for the end of the summer. I think that one definitely occurs. Any predictions for the summer? It can be about anything, about minor production, growth of these miners. It doesn't have to be related to summer or necessarily anything like that. Life on Mars? <laughs> Life on Mars would be fair <laughs> as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was responding to a tweet this week and <laughs> somebody, says, um, it's like, somebody said that it's like to happen. I said, Life on Mars is like to happen, but not the foreseeable future. Um, but... Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I'm trying, I'm trying to think what our predictions were for the global hash rate at the end of the year. I think was it 375? Yeah, we've already smashed through that. We're, we're uh, that now, aren't we? I think we're, we're getting close to 400 x hash. 400 now. I've it's just, not already passed it. With a lot of miners, if the Bitcoin price does stay flat, I can't, I can't to see global hash rates continue to increase at the, at the rate they've done because 
you know, we've already said in this discussion that the profitability of some of the miners out there, you know, if you break down the types of miners that make up that 400 X ash on the global hash rate, they won't all be XP miners. There'll be some miners on there that, you know, people probably still use X9s, you know, S17s, not, not as profitable as the latest generation S19 miners or equivalents. I, I still think probably, you know, maybe 400, 425 by the end of the year um, is, is, my, is my prediction for the global hash rate. Um, only because we've, we've, already, we've already smashed through the, 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 the target we set six months ago. But I don't foresee it keep the loss. Unless Bitcoin price rises dramatically, that will, that will then give all miners opportunity just to, to, to get things added to the, um, added, added online and, and, and get, get, you know, get the hash rate going and getting and, and props that way. But at $26,000 of Bitcoin at the moment, um, you know, we talked about gross margin. Gross margin isn't total cost of mining a Bitcoin. And total cost of mining Bitcoin for, 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 I would say, half the miners in that table is more than the Bitcoin price. So some miners are actually mining effectively at a loss at the moment um, in terms of cash costs. And all miners are mining at a loss in terms of quarterly reporting. So we're not really seeing miners, you know, in quarter one, there was only one miner that made made a profit, and actually, Put Eight had a, a one-off um, uh, line, which was an increase in the value of Bitcoin. Bitcoin had increased in quarter one, and the way they account is they're allowed to include the increases in valuation, whereas Gap doesn't let you do that at the moment. It's changed. The rules are changing, and so they had this like over 100 million pound increase in valuation of their hodl which meant in the quarter they were actually profitable. But if you take out the one-offs and use uh, adjusted EBITDA, they, they made a loss just like most of the other miners. So it is, it's, it's, it's still challenging times at the moment. And these, are, you know, these miners that I put in my tables you know, are some of the biggest miners out there. You know, that's, they only represent sort of 20 25% of the total hash rate. So there's another you know, lot of miners out there um, might not be mining as efficiently as these miners. So um, I just don't, I can't see that the hash rate sort of getting to 500 if the Bitcoin price stays as it is. But I can, I've been proven wrong this year already. So, you know, could be wrong again. Definitely. Okay, one other, one other idea. I think I see, I'm not sure how this hash rate is deployed, but I think that Bitmain will start deploying more hash rate. And I think it's either going to go through Bitfufu or another one of its entities. So I think by at least the end of this year, we see another top 10 miner emerge out of our current list and possibly push out somebody else. So those are my two predictions. Oh, I mean, we haven't, we haven't even mentioned Bitdeer. Bitdeer are, are a top 10 miner. Yes. They're not in the, you know, that I'll start looking more into Bitdeer this next week or so. And, um, Maybe you know they've had about three months now in, in you know in the mining sphere, so maybe do something on on Bitdeer to get that out there and and highlight what they've done so far. Um, but they 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 they're the one that's going quite quickly. Their market, I think the bit if you look at the Bitdeer price on Friday, the share price went up fifty percent hmm. on Friday. It fell fifty percent. Went up. Oh, it went up. Went up fifty percent. That's good for them. Great for them. Because the market cap goes up 50% as well. Hmm. So they've got a market cap, you know, literally uh, close to a billion dollars now. Hmm. 
Yeah. No, no, next cycle definitely uh if you year, talk, marathon you riot. Look at the take away you know, take away the marathon digital and riots because that you know they're the, they're still the you know US market favorites. Um you know if you look at Clean Spark, which has um you know that will have a hash rate 17 exa hash, 17 and a half exa hash by sort of end of September, October. You know, their their market cap at the moment is about four hundred million. And um, BitDeer do more than just self-mining. So, I'm, I, you know, I don't want to do them a disservice, but I think their self-mining is only about, is about 4X a hash, something like that. Yeah, it's mostly a hosting company at this point. It's, so. a, it's, it's a big hosting company. But, but we, you know, Riot Blockchain is a big hosting company. They, you know, they host Rovium, and that's, I think they host about 3X hash of their um, fleet. So, um, but yeah, the, 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 you know, there are some changes. I mean, Iris Energy broke into that top 10 in, in May, and um, you know, unless something really changes that, um, they'll stay in that top ten now. Um, you know, they've never had a they've never had a bad month of production in the sort you know in the last eighteen months since I've been reporting on them. So you know, you look at them, you look at the month by you know the production by year, and it's still those same four four miners who seem to be so consistent. You you, you can literally you know it's a, it's a a, a fraction of a percent between all four of them. It's, they're so, you know, they're so competitive, if, if you want to put that word, or they're just so efficient at, at getting, at getting a, you know, the most Bitcoin from the hash rate. Um, but there'll, there'll be other, I think there'll be other miners that, that break in. Um, you know, with with mining prices, with Bitcoin mining prices at the moment, it, I think I think it's a great barrier to to get in. You know, if you, as long as you can get the, the energy prices key, you can get good energy, stranded energy. And utilize that, then it's it, it leaves the door open. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. One last thought on this. My last prediction. I think Core Scientific will be out of bankruptcy by the end of the summer, or at least be signaling that they're out of bankruptcy. I, I would I would say nearly one hundred percent certain. Yeah. Yeah. They'll come out in September probably. Um, I think you know if they've They've got. It looks like they've got the right management team in place now. Um, I'm hearing good things from you know the the, the, the CEO they've got in place there, and um, they've still been able to go out there and and you know mine the most Bitcoin of all the listed miners. Um, you know they've got a market cap of less than half of the Bit Digital market cap at the moment because they've got you know this this debt that they need to sort through. And I think what I'm hearing is that you know a lot of the creditors have, have, have come to some sort of an agreement there may be one or two that are still sort of trying to finalize things but um, I'm hearing positive things I'm even hearing them you know there might be machine purchases in, in line and things like that so that sounds like you know potentially you know looking to even grow hash rate yeah the one question I have about it maybe you have a thought is what does this look like for retail or other buyers of their shares that were just absolutely that's, clobbered. That's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the unknown. It, it really depends on what the deal that comes out with. I mean, when when they first went into Chapter 11, you know, there was a, a lot of posts on social media saying that, you know, the retail would only represent 3% of the of the value of the company because the creditors will take everything. Um, until, we know, until we know more, I, I couldn't even predict what, what that looks like. But they have been mining, you know, over a thousand Bitcoin every month since they've been in Chapter Eleven. They've reduced their hosting, so that some of these miners um, 
don't don't make a profit out of hosting um, or haven't made a profit out of hosting. I, I don't want to be disingenuous or something because we are seeing energy prices start to come down in areas and, and that helps. But where you've got issues with hosting and when the energy prices spiked and there was some uncertainty as to whether companies had fixed rates or whether the, the increase in price was passed on to the um, to, to the miner, it caused a lot of issues and, you know, and, and I think that's probably one of the reasons why Core Scientific had to go into Chapter 11 is because they had a significant amount of hosting and they were having to try and pass on the costs. And I think they had fixed contracts with, their, with some of their clients. So they're still hosting, I think it's about four, four and a half exash, four exash, something like that. But it was, it was probably more than double that when, when they were before Chapter 11. So they've probably handed over half their hosting. But as, as I say, I'm still, I'm still hearing, I'm still hearing positive things in the industry um, about them. So um, let's 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 hope they let's hope they come through it because it, you know Chapter Eleven doesn't mean bankruptcy. It means try to look at ways to resolve before you go into bankruptcy. You know there'll be a number of options on the table, and bankruptcy is the last option. You know. So hopefully, the, you know, they're discussing all the viable options then, I'm sure, you know, uh, you know, September might be, a, you know, the more updated as to what's happening. Um, yeah. but from a real perspective, um, I, I wouldn't even like to, to think what that looks like. You know, they might have to give, you know, a, a, a chunk of the company um, to creditors to sort of like, you know, as, 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 as part of the deal, like, you know, um, so we'll, we'll see that mean you know it could be more like a you know, like a dilution of shares to give to, to, to pay back some of this debt um but hopefully they can learn from some of the you know the mistakes that you know happened before chapter 11 and, and the same goes for a lot of these miners you know bit farms were able to turn around you know they could have been they could have entered chapter 11 if they hadn't have steered the ship in a different direction quickly and literally you know were just selling things to get the debt down you know um uh, and they and they got rid of 140 million debt in 10 months. So, you know, whether Argo can do something like that, they've got about 80 million of debt on their um, balance sheet. Um, they've got 12 months runway or six, seven months runway left if they can do it as well. But I, I'd probably give Core Scientific um, a, a better opportunity, a better than you know, a higher than you know, average chance of coming through this. I think I think from what I'm hearing, I think it's all positive news at the moment. Okay, that's our that's our last prediction, Anthony. Anything else for our listeners before we close out for the day? No, I've got nothing. I'm, I'm I'm working on a couple a couple of things at the moment. Um, all the quarter one um, numbers are in now for most of the miners now. So I'm, I'm currently doing some some articles and uh, looking at comparisons there. Um, I want to do something on on bit deer next few weeks. Um, I want to look at you know the involvement of um, artificial intelligence in the sector and you know i've spoke to most of the ceos and um chief mining officers got some feedback on what they are doing and what they're not doing so i want to get something put out about that as well so um they've got a few interesting topics to talk about and like i say we'll, we'll keep asking the questions from um some of the followers to see what they want to talk us to talk about in these uh, in these sessions and get more feedback from them but yeah look forward to the next one love it well, from all our listeners, or from, from Anthony, I should say, I'm not going to say on behalf of the listeners, but thank you for listening to the show. Again, check out us our, our newsletter, Mining Memo. You can check it out on the Compass Money website, uh, or you can just go check it out on our Twitter feed. 
There's some great info there, written form. If you don't like the audio version, check us out on YouTube as well. Give us a like subscription helps other miners find this content. We'll see you guys again on this feed later in the week. Thanks.